reading from Ephesians chapter 1, beginning at verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. Again, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I need to make a confession to the men who are gathered here, and it's not something I look forward to saying, and it is to my shame. I finished shopping yesterday, and I've let you down, and uh, I'm not half the man I thought I was, uh, typically, my father taught me, you don't do that to after Christmas Eve communion service. His father taught him. I promise next year I'll be much more tardy. Uh, but I've got everything in line. And for many of us, maybe this Advent season, you've had it all together. You've gotten everything in line. You're, you're spiritually ready for tonight. Or maybe, maybe you've come to this room a little different. You came in on two wheels trying to get here Soon enough that you wouldn't be sitting back here, right? Bless you for that. <laughs> Bless y'all. This past Monday and Tuesday, and y'all, if you're part of our church family, you knew I grew up in Pennsylvania, and I, my first sport ever was wrestling, and so for the first time since 1987, they had collegiate wrestling in New Orleans at a big tournament, so I went to go see my Penn State Nittany Lions wrestle, and I was late to the event because I was trying to spend time with our son and daughter-in-law who live in New Orleans, spending time with my family, and so I left a little late. I was racing to get there, and that's when the rains came. So I'm on I-10, bumper to bumper, wrecks on the interstate, trying to get to the convention center, and it was bad. And it turned out to be a very bad part of town where you come in, and when I went, there was no parking whatsoever except this high-priced parking, so I'm mad about that. And so I run through the rain, I get into the building, and I walk in with the Penn State wrestling team. It's like, what's up, boys? <laughs> I wasn't ready. I was racing. And maybe you're there today. You've not spent the time we should have spent. You've come into this room with struggle or busyness or thinking about what's going to happen tonight. God will meet you here. That's his promise. Every time we remember him in this meal, when we come with repentance we come, as the invitation says, we come to repent of our sins and to live in love and charity with our neighbor. We come to this table to meet him. He is faithful to meet us here. And I love this one word, just one word to look at tonight before we come to this table. And it really, there, it's, 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 it's almost as unthinkable as incarnation. I love what the poet says, Gerald Manley Hopkins, about incarnation. He says, the glory of Emmanuel, infinity dwindled to infancy. It's almost unthinkable. J.I. Packer, the Christian author, says it this way. The divine son became a helpless human baby, unable to do more than lie and stare and wriggle and make noises, needed to be fed and changed and taught how to talk. The more you think about it, the more staggering it gets. Nothing in fiction is so fantastic as is this truth of the Incarnation. 
And so Paul celebrates that God in his goodness has, has gifted to us his son Jesus. But as we come to this service, we come to this meal, there's this word here that I can't get over in our verse in verse 6. Now it's a re- word that as you do the Greek study, I thought was just reserved for Mary. When, when God says in Luke's gospel through the angel, or when she's told, excuse me, in Luke's gospel, that you are highly favored. This one who risked all, risked a reputation, risked her future marriage, basically risked her life to say yes to God. But that word shows up one other time in New Testament Greek. It's not just Mary, but I love this reminder here in Ephesians chapter 1, this last verse, verse 6. Yes, Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of the Father's will, to the praise of his glorious grace. And then this word. With which he has had favor on us. He favors you. He loves you. Every time we come to this meal, we are reminded of his great love for us in Christ Jesus. That the second person of the Trinity would step out of heaven, be born, deny himself, and then take up his cross for you and for me. Born that Christmas morning so he could give himself for us. How favored we are. I want to read this verse before we share in communion. I want to use the modern-day paraphrase. It's, it's a good reading of the Greek text, but it's a modern-day paraphrase from the message these verses uh, 3 through 6 again. How blessed is God, and what a blessing He is. He's the Father of our Master, Jesus Christ, and takes us to the high places of blessing in Him. Long before He laid down earth's foundation, He had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of His love, to be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of this lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved son. We come to this table to give thanks to God for what he has gifted to us in his son. We come to this table to be fed by God. We come to this table to, to meet with God. We come to this table so we can leave different, or as the message translation says, whole and holy. Or as the Greek says, holy and blameless. He'll do that work in us anew. May the Holy Spirit bless us as we receive his word, but also as we receive his grace anew as we share together in this holy meal. If you'll take your bulletin, let's share together in the great thanksgiving as we prepare to sup and commune with our Savior. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. 
And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, He took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, with your remembrance of, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Let us pray. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever.